This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrook is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Go to GoDaddy.com for all of your domain and web hosting needs. Save 10% off by going to GoDaddy.com and entering the promo code BLUE13. That's B-L-U-13. Did that giant just say he'll make you pay? For what? I have no idea. I've never seen that guy before. Well, he sure knows you. No, it's not about me. He just thinks it is. Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimo. And uh, this is a show uh, where we... We don't know what we're talking about. We're just talking. Yeah, that was probably the, the worst lead-in yep. I've ever had. Uh, we're a uh, Once Upon a Time podcast. <laughs> and uh, we uh, haven't had a regular episode like this in like three weeks because the show's been off the air. Yeah, um, I was taking a break. There was, there was a Super Bowl. There was a couple of awards shows that the actors had to be at so but they they uh didn't want to take one more week for the grammys well none of the actors had to be at the grammys <laughs> so they could still live tweet their audience could still watch the show exactly but uh if, if you guys didn't catch it we, we we weren't completely dark the no whole time. we were we were probably more active than we were over the christmas break <laughs> definitely definitely <laughs> we we released a uh an episode commentary for the pilot and uh, we also did another one of our Friday night spoiler parties. So, you know, if you're bored during the week, you need some more once in your life, you can go back and check out those episodes. They're episodes uh, 15 and 16 of Greetings from Storybrooke. But uh, I guess, uh, do you have anything else I got at the beginning? Let's do this. Okay, uh, let's uh, get into uh, the discussion of the brand new episode. Take it away, Anne-Marie. Anton the Giant Runs Away. Rumple confronts the TSA. James takes something shiny from the giant, who's whiny, in this week's new episode, Tiny. That was a beautiful read. So this week, uh, we get a flashback uh, giving us a little background on uh, Tiny the Giant, played by Jorge Garcia. Jorge. And uh, we also uh, get the beginning steps of uh, Mr. Gold's uh, quest to find his son. Yes. A lot of fun. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and start with my point here. Okay. Um, after uh, he goes through the TSA, which was a fun sequence. I, I, I kind of felt bad for him, though. I mean, A, nobody likes the TSA. Let's just mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. I don't think the TSA likes the TSA. <laughs> um, I was actually surprised he didn't get, like, pulled aside and patted know, down see, when he threatened to impale the, the guy with the cane. Yeah, he did threaten to impale someone with a cane. Mm. Yeah. That had, like, a metal head on it. See, I don't know if they would even even bother asking him, for, like in, in, in real life, if they would bother asking him for his shawl. Like, it well, is a matter of, you know, standard practice or something. Well, yeah, you always have to take off any coats and stuff like that. I, you have flown much more recently than me. I, I didn't have to take off anything like that. It's because it was July and you were going to Indonesia from Atlanta. This is San true. Francisco. This is, no, I was wearing a hoodie one time, I think. Maybe. Yeah, but a hoodie is different than a coat. Yeah. It wasn't loose. But anyway, anyway he, he takes off the magic shaw uh, so he can make it through the metal detector. It's off, what, 15, 20 seconds? If that. 
and uh, they put it back on him. And uh, Mr. Gold is, uh, you can tell he, he's pretty upset. Like he but obviously that... remember, still remembers who he is. You come to find out, you know, he's, he's pacing in, at the gate, freaking out. And he goes to the bathroom, punches the towel dispenser, and uh, then tries to heal himself. And his powers are gone. And this really concerns him even when they get onto the the last scene on the plane. Well, the episode ends on a cl- close-up of Mr. Gold's face, and he's just freaking out. Now, I, I, I'm wondering, you know, why is he freaking out? And it, the only thing I could really think of is that he he needs power to accomplish his endgame. Because, you know, Rumpel's a character that it, you know there's... He has a plan. He has an end goal, an end game. And I think he needed his powers to accomplish that. And I think he realizes that now, even if he does find his son, this entire plan is, you know, down the drain if he doesn't have his powers. But I don't think that's when he lost his powers. You don't, th- you don't think I think that's- he lost his powers as soon as he crossed the line. You think so? He was freaking out in the TSA line before... He already had oops, sorry, that <laughs> okay. completely panicked look, mm-hmm. and but he hadn't tested it yet. Yeah. And I think that taking off the Shaw just was like the momentous, mm-hmm. like it was the action for him. Yeah. I, and I mean, I could definitely see that, especially with, a, and we'll get into it a little bit in our news section with the trailer for next week. Uh-huh. Like uh, there, there's some more evidence towards that end that uh, just leaving Storybrook right. might might have taken away his powers. But it, if nothing else, it seemed you know with you know the shots and the musical cues and all of that that they wanted you to think he lost his powers when he right. Went through they that wanted you detector. to think it was then, but they, I mean they were also emphasizing just the fact that he was like, excuse me, completely spazzing <laughs> out. Yeah. Going through the TSA line and you, you know, as long as we're talking about that airport, yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't know. And you know, I was never a huge Lost fan uh, or anything, but I'm pretty sure that's the, the that was airport. the Oceanic Airlines from Lost. Or like I I, I meant to uh, try and read one of the signs when they were doing this panning shot where they showed a sign and I didn't get to it. I, like I realized just as the sign went off the screen that, uh, that it didn't, but it looked like, it looked like I remember a lot of the viral video or the like alternate reality game videos that the lost people released back during the first season when I did watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, the stewardesses were dressed up exactly like the stewardesses from those videos. Huh. And from that web, the Oceanic website. Interesting. There was actually, um, and uh, then we'll get to your point. Uh, <laughs> I, ju- I just wanted to mention out because I know a lot of there's a lot of ex Lost fans who are once fans now. They're so probably still <clears throat> Lost fans, but Lost isn't on anymore, so they can't be Lost fans. Exactly, exactly. But uh, I think there was another little Lost reference in the scene with uh, with uh, Ruby Red and Belle. Mm-hmm. The book that uh, Ruby I'm sure that gives was... Belle was called Mysterious Island, which Lost was all about a mysterious island. Right. So, yeah, I, I thought that was nice. Other nice little uh, reference that I picked up. Yeah. Which, I, like I said, I'm not a fan. So if I was picking them up, then... Uh, they're, they they're gotta fr- be like smacking you in the face. There were probably like 40 <laughs> other ones in this episode that I didn't right. pick up. But. 
Okay. Um. So is Grumpy basically part of the Charmings now? Yeah, he's like a principal. He's uh, like character the dude. Now. Yeah, he's the dude. Mm-hmm. Which, which I'm happy not, with. So am I. He's not as grumpy as he wants you to believe these days. Well, he's back. He's working. You uh, know, frequently there's beers all around, and you know they, they have a full team of seven again. We'll <laughs> get to that. We'll get to okay, that. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to step on any toes. Yeah, but he's he's definitely he's pretty much uh, you know since they came back from winter break he's been featured like every featured episode. in every episode. Yeah. Every anything that happens, go get grumpy. Someone get yeah. grumpy. Well, Leroy, they call him. Leroy, but whatever. Yeah, like anytime there's something going on, he he's on a mission. He's either out Korra hunting, right. or you know, he's coming to face the giant or whatever, which is great. And sure. I, I'd assume. Uh, well, we'll get into that in a second. But my in people who have listened to the podcast know my personal theory for uh, the se- se- season finale, which. I keep stressing it just because I'm pretty sure I was right, and I yeah. called it back before there was really any evidence for it. It was just like a crazy, off-the-top-of-my-head prediction. Right. But it really seems like he's going to be the leader of one of the factions in the uh-huh. season finale, if my theory is correct. But we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Anyway. Okay, uh, so uh, Jack, uh, first of all... Uh, Jacqueline. Let's Jacqueline. Be Jacqueline. Uh, <laughs> Yes, uh, Jack the Giant Killer, um, trademark. Um, <laughs> Don't get us in trouble. Oh, jeez. No, but uh, Jack uh, ended up being a woman and a love interest of uh, Prince Charming's brother, the original Prince Charming. <laughs> the original James. Yes. Yes, but uh, ended up being a woman. And uh, in that first scene where... Uh, I was about to say, you mean the first scene where they're making out all over the room? No, okay, the second <laughs> scene, the second scene, uh, with uh, with uh, what's his name, James and Jack and Anton, Tiny the Giant. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you know when they're interacting and stuff, uh, she gives uh, Anton a magic mushroom right. to shrink down, and uh, makes a lot of uh, Wonderland references, like she says she defeated a Jabberwock, and uh, you know obviously the mushroom stuff. And uh, then she says that uh, a wise woman gave it to her and told her, you know, how it would work. So I'm wondering, who is that wise woman? I think it's Cora. You think it's Cora? She was the queen of hearts. She was, but like, I'm I'm just wondering because in, in the original Alice in Wonderland story, the person who knew how the mushrooms worked was Alice. Or the female person who knew how the mushrooms. I think the caterpillar gave her some advice on... Yeah. The you know, eating them or whatever. Policy, yeah. So I'm wondering if we might get an Alice. Out They're of it. due for an Alice. Well, no, mm-hmm. isn't wasn't Jefferson's daughter Alice? In a sense. Okay. In a sense, but I don't. I don't know if they would make that make her the Alice because there's no evidence she ever made it to Wonderland. Right. Okay, but wasn't her, her name was Alice, right? Yeah, her na- I think her name was Alice. Maybe, and that could be just a thing, you know, we'll have to get the flashback to find out. Right. But it could be a thing, maybe that's why the Mad Hatter was so welcoming to the actual Alice, because her name was Alice, or she reminded him of his daughter, you know, something like that. Okay. But we'd have to see the flashback, that's all conjecture. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, because that was obviously... A, a setup for something down the road. Oh, definitely. 
There, there was a lot of Wonderland in the whole episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure they're going to, uh, they'll want to bring back the actress who played Jack because she was a really popular character on Smallville. And, you know, since they're trying to hit the same audience, they'll probably want to bring her back. Plus, I'm sure she'll be in another flashback. You know, Everybody but, comes back in a flashback. Yeah. Plus, you, you know, it never, never hurts the old ratings to ha- have, have a... You know, a buxom a, young lady yes. with her boobs hanging out. Yeah, so yeah, a sexy girl on sc- on screen, and they didn't shy away from that at all. No, not even remotely. I, you know, it's not in our list, so I, I. But I just want to mention it. That first scene where they're making out and everything, yeah. and they're about to. Uh, yes. Yes. You know, uh, the people know what we're talking. Take about. care of business. Let's just move on. And then James's father, that uh, the king, comes right. in, and it's just like, hey, what's up, Dad? I'm I'm laying on top of this woman. Is that cool? Yeah. And he basically says, what the... Just stop it. Yeah. Just stop. Put your clothes back on. Stop <laughs> it. It, it. It just seems like a very unusual family relationship, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's weird. Um, sort of tying in with your whole Wonderland thing, though, I another reason I think it's Cora is because of Regina the Aaron girl. Mm, mm. Because she gave her um, Anton another mushroom to make him big. Yeah. That obviously came from Cora mm-hmm. because we may not have seen Cora, but we basically heard from her today. Yeah. Or Sunday. See, I was like, I, I was kind of going back and forth on it because just the way uh, Regina appears in this episode, always working to further an agenda that will benefit her, uh-huh. uh, you know, killing the prince, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what should we call it? And the fact that Cora doesn't show up, I'm wondering if something happened between episodes and Cora is not running the show anymore and Regina's running the show. No. Like, I, I know, like, that's why I didn't actually, I Put didn't it list there. it in our talking points, but it, it, it just seemed a little unusual, especially with the mushroom and Tiny, because Cora is the one who made Tiny small to begin, like permanently small to begin with. So why would she send Cora with the mushroom when she, when she could just Regina. go there? Or yeah, Regina, and uh, she could just go there herself, wave her hand, and he's back to being a giant to build his trust. Because he doesn't mm-hmm. trust Cora because Cora trapped him and made him small and put him on a ship in a in a cage. Yeah, basically, he didn't know who Regina was, and Regina approached him, going, "Dude, I don't like this guy either. Here, take this. You can go beat him up." Mm-hmm. That's basically. I mean, yeah. I think it was all a trust, but Cora was staying hidden, I think, because wasn't it still with the Dr. Hopper thing a bit? Well, I, I know, I mean, I know you know, at the Regina beginning, was hi- at the beginning of the episode, they had, you know, parties of people out looking for Cora. So, I mean, it would make sense that she would stay hidden. I, ju- I just thought it was a, just a, a little unusual to where I don't really think that that's the case that Regina is taken down Cora and is acting of her own free will. But if they did a twist like that, like in the next episode, and it opens up with Cora held captive or something, I, I wouldn't be surprised. That's all I'm saying. I would be completely, actually. <laughs> Speaking about Regina talking to Tiny, mm-hmm. at the end of the episode, why didn't Tiny, I, I mean, I know he didn't know Regina's name or anything, but why didn't he just think to mention yeah this woman said uh this mushroom would make me big so i could kill you uh this dark-haired woman and snow and charming would have known who he was talking about why didn't he tell them about regina how once- do we know he didn't tell them over a beer 
you'd think they'd be a little more alarmed or alerted to it, you know. What or that doesn't seem like a scene or a line you would play off screen. Yeah, but they because okay, that's so there was that, but also I mean it, when they are planting the um, cutting, um, they do talk about Cora and everything, and I think that's a sort of it's almost assumed at this point that anything involving Cora involves Regina and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, because I mean. You know, Regina shows up at uh, Snow and Charming's apartment at the beginning of the well, episode. That's true. And that's true. they're like, you know, all's forgiven. Um, we still don't like you. Uh, you don't have any say over Henry anymore, but right. go on your way. You know, they, they weren't trying to stop her, really. Yeah. Which which I think, you know, if if they... Well, obviously it hadn't happened yet, but at the end of the episode, if they found out that Regina gave Tiny the mushroom, he would... She would be, you know, number two on the prior priority list, right after right. Cora. Right. And also, did did they just let Hook go after he showed them the ship? Yeah, basically. That was a little weird. Well, he was injured. I guess they think he's just not really a threat. He's not yeah. moving so quickly. It's Hook. He's always a threat. I wonder. I wonder. He he can probably leave Storybrook, can he? Since he was never under the curse. I'm going to go with yes. Yeah. Interesting. I'm answer yes with that one. So, um, that's not even a point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have like in the flashback how when all the other giants were killed, good old Anton was trusted with not only destroying all of the beans and the bean land and everything. But he was also given the, like, basically the holy cutting so mm-hmm. that he could start a new land. But, you know, I like that he – I mean, it set it up that he would be going somewhere. Yeah. Which, you know, should have made him at least a little bit happy because mm-hmm. that's what he wanted. <laughs> he didn't want to be alone though because nobody wants to be alone. Well, let's let's talk about the land of the giants a little bit too. Okay, sure. What did you think about the giants? I liked it. I liked the giants. Mm-hmm. I mean, why does – they're mean, yeah. But you know, yeah. The, the, cool. the head brother I really enjoyed, like so much so that I kept thinking throughout the episode, man, I wish they had cast this guy to play Tiny. <laughs> like, because yeah. he, he was a good actor, he has good presence. He, he's not whiny, uh, like but Tiny. That's what the character is. Yeah, yeah. Like you can only do so much. If that's your character. But I mean, when you when you think Jack and the Beanstalk Giant, I th- I think more like the older brother than Jorge Garcia. Right. But you know they're mm-hmm. twisting all of the fairy tales. Yeah, you, I'm 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 just sad we won't be able to see him again. He. he How do you know there will be another flashback? <laughs> he was a very convincing giant. He was also he's a, he's a. Done a lot of character roles on sitcoms and stuff. The the one that uh, I and I guess he's been on Buffy too. I, although I yeah I never really watched Buffy either. But he was he was one of the main characters friends on a show back in the nineties called Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which is what I knew him from. But he was a lot younger than he was. You know, well, like twenty two, twenty three. I was going to say that was about twenty years ago. Yeah, just referencing Parker Lewis Can't Lose probably it probably dates me. <laughs> You're not old. You're not old. 
But uh, okay, so uh, we had some more setups this week. Uh, Lots of setup this week. Lots for what I I think, and I mean, it's pretty much obvious now what the the end conflict for the season is going to be, which is the the fairy tale characters who want to stay in Storybrooke and the fairy tale characters who want to go back to fairy tale land. And uh, you know, it, obviously, the bean cutting and then starting to to uh, you know sow the f- f- a field. I, I kept wanting to say food there for some reason. No, they are. And beans. you know, till the till the soil, and and uh, you know, so they're going to be growing magic beans, which will give them a way back. And uh, then you know, just uh, character wise, the conversation that Snow and Charming have in the truck right at the end, where Charming really, really wants to go back home, and Snow really, really wants to stick around. Well, no, yes, and no. Mm-hmm. Charming does want to go back, of course. Snow wants to be wherever Emma and Henry are. Mm-hmm. If Emma and Henry want to go back, and we all know Henry's going to want to go back, <laughs> um, then she'll go. Mm-hmm. So it's actually it's all up to Emma again. Which I I think you know I I think Emma will probably want to stay. So you know the split in the family right. that that I've been thinking was going to happen will probably be. Henry and Charming want to go back, right. and Snow and Emma want to stay. Right, and I, I, th- I think Snow will want to stay just because Emma wants to stay. Right, so. I think she really does want to go back. Like how she was like, "Oh, I miss our adventures." Be like, "Well, you know, we can mm-hmm. do that again." <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, we we'll, we'll see how it develops further. But it's looking more and more like like my crazy prediction uh, might end up coming true. That, but I, also- hold on, wait a second. Let me stretch here and pat myself on the back a little there. Ugh. Okay. Ugh. Stab it. Just stab it. <laughs> um. So, um, Anton, the giant is now a dwarf. <laughs> anyone? Anyone? I think. I think. I think. Is is that what you refer would refer to as irony? I believe it Something is. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Because the giant mm-hmm. is now a dwarf, an official dwarf. Like mm-hmm. his axe put his name Tiny on yeah. it. Well, so, I guess, so know, I guess he's not Anton anymore. He's just Tiny. I do think it's funny that you know you have seven dwarves operating in Storybrook, and six of them were grown up from their small stature, and one of them was grown down from their tall stature, yeah, which true. is funny too. But you know he was a, he was a dwarf among giants, and now that he's normal size, he's a he may be a giant among men, but he, he he still has the heart of a dwarf. He definitely is the heart of a dwarf. Well, I mean, the the acts don't lie. No, it never lies. Work is work. We do what we do. <laughs> um, I do also find it a little odd that it takes an entire army of dwarves to plant a cutting mm-hmm. that is about a centimeter big. Well, I I was assuming that you know when they were going in there with their picks at, pickaxes and everything that uh. You know, they were just getting the field ready to be farmed. But all they have is one cutting. Mm-hmm. They can't grow more than one plant from one cutting. Can't they? No. I'm pretty sure you because... Well, can... they didn't put it in water and like separate, like, they didn't do like the mm-hmm. pre-stages. They well, were going straight into the dirt. See, I'm, I'm assuming they're getting the field ready first because you got to, like, because it, it was just a grassy field. So you have to till that. You have to get... All the grass and stuff back under the soil, so the nutri it can get the nutrients the out of it. Was this big? Mm-hmm. They were cutting 
like digging in the dirt as big as this room. Yeah, see, it's, Easy. it's been such a long time since I've done anything from a cutting that I, I can't remember exactly how it works. But I, I mean, I can understand that they need to like, you know, turn mm-hmm. over the dirt and all that jazz, yeah. but it's still one little cutting. They weren't mm-hmm. taking a series of rose bushes. But is that going to grow a beanstalk? That's why maybe yeah. that's why maybe that's why they're getting that huge area prepared, because if that little cutting turns into a beanstalk, like, eh, beanstalk's pretty big. And, you know, the circumference is, you know, at least like a carousel or something, you know. that I know. It's just, it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. From the way it sounded. Like, it, well, takes, in the it ori- takes a long time for the... Yes. In the original story, it happened overnight. Right. But the way they were talking about it when they were up in Giant Land is it takes a very long time for the beans to grow. Mm-hmm. Which also messes with your uh, theory of the end of the season. Because the beans shouldn't be ready yet. Especially because we're already midway through the second half of the season. Depends on how fastly paced the rest of the season is or if there's any magical aid to be had. True. Very true. Oh, you know what else I just happened to think about? Kind of like uh, the the parallel, uh, like the the thematic thread where uh, Tiny in his homeland, he was... He was in a group of seven guys who worked in lived. I thought it was six. What was it? I can't remember. But pretty sure it was six. What? Well, well, six plus him. No. No. Two on each side of the table. One on each. Well, end. a big group of guys who devote who have devoted their lives to work, okay. just like the dwarves. Yeah. So he, he he's found home again. Tony right. has, which is nice. Okay, uh, so in this episode, we finally get to learn Charming's real name, his real, 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 real name, and it's it's David. Yeah, little anticlimactic. After well, you, what were you? What, what was going to make that climactic for you? I don't know, what but did you want him to be. I, I I really had no opinion. It wasn't. I knew it was a mystery that was out there. It wasn't one I was particularly interested in. But I thought they would do more than just give him his Storybrooke name. But that also could be a weird little <laughs> thing. I also thought it was weird that Snow has never referred to him by his real name until right after he told Leroy <laughs> what it was. Like, Well, because she's always, you know, charming, mm-hmm. A, their last name. And it's sort of like a pet name because it's yeah yeah it's kind of sweet. No, I, I I just thought it was funny that you know throughout the entire she series mad. she never <laughs> she, she was never mad. What do you expect when you name. make a lady mad? She's going to use a full name. Um, yeah. Hold on, I clicked things. Oh Sorry. no! Don't click. Anyway, um, so I thought it was. I mean, it made sense that Belle responded a little nicer to. Ruby and Greg coming mm-hmm. to talk to her, probably because they didn't wake her up with a kiss <laughs> or by shoving a chipped teacup in her face yeah. going, Belle, Belle, <laughs> Belle. Well, I, I, I think, you know, obviously the kiss really freaked her out and the cup just frustrated her. Right. But I think her main aversion to Mr. Gold is just the fact He's that – creepy. Well, she woke, <laughs> she woke up and saw him using magic, which, you know, right. is going to turn into a right. major plot point, I think. Uh, yeah, that was my next – it was, you know, it was mm. part B of this. Um, so 
I don't know, like her po- she had such a positive relationship with Ruby, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But then the fact that Greg, the outsider, sits down and is like, No, I don't think you're crazy. I saw it too. Which almost makes them both sound just completely mm-hmm. wackadoodle. But Yeah, they are definitely playing out uh Greg Mandel's uh storyline very, very slowly. slowly. Yeah, we get about a minute of his storyline in every episode. Like and I obviously it's going to be a major thing towards the end of the season. Right. But it's just Well like, that's the thing, like this was your original theory of how the season was gonna end. Well not my no, my the yes. whole conflict about going back and forth. Well, you had that, but you also had, you know, that the, Mm. you know, the trucks, the news trucks pull up. Yeah, yeah, I incorporated that into my theory after the episode where the car accident happens. Yeah. No, but you had that part of a theory first at some point. Anyway, irrelevant. (laughs) But uh, we'll we'll see how that develops, I guess. Should prove interesting. I'm sorry. Oh, it's fine. It's It's a a little late for our usual recording. (laughs) So uh, overall, I mean, on a scale of one to twelve magic beans, what do you give this episode? Um, um, I'm <laughs> sorry, falling asleep. Um, let's go for you said one to twelve. One to twelve magic beans. I'm going for eight magic beans. Eight magic beans. Why? It was good. I liked mm. it. I just lots of backstory. Yes, I'd like a little bit more forward. And, like, while I was sitting taking my notes, I tried to, you know, mark the scenes. Mm-hmm. And it, they just kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth after, like, three lines. Yeah. And I find that really frustrating and mm-hmm. it's very jarring and jumpy for me. Yeah. Well, I would prefer to have a five-minute scene then we cut to another five-minute scene. Now, mm-hmm. we know why they did it. It always makes sense. Yeah. But it's just very jarring for me. Yeah. You know, that, that structure you're talking about, I noticed too. And it, like, it, They've done it in a few episodes. Well, yeah. And it was, it was very strong in this episode. And it really struck me as almost a, uh, like a comic book way to do it. Because a lot of times in comic books, they'll have, you know, the, two characters will be having a conversation. You turn the page and you have a caption with the last line from that conversation uh. over the scene the next scene and somehow that line ties into the scene that they're going into. Uh-huh. And I, I really felt that, especially in this episode. Yeah, I could see that. But yeah, it was a good episode. I would give it, I, I'd give it 10 out of 12 magic. You're getting a 10? Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah, I, you know, still not terribly happy with Jorge Garcia as the giant. So much better than the hater eight episode though. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think, even the graphics and everything up in Giant Land were much better this time. Not a, not as much in Storybrooke, though. No. He didn't look very good in Storybrooke when he was giant. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what should we call it? You know, it, even given that, I, I still thought I, I really enjoyed his character's story in this episode. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, th- I thought they set some good stuff up and set some things in motion. It was a transition episode, but it was a really well done transition episode. So 10 out right. of 12 magic beans. So wait, did the, so he's basically become a regular now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's living I mean, we, in the story. we just hadn't heard that he was signed on to be a regular, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you know that's not something they wanted. to... Well, I don't know if, if he's going to be a grumpy level regular. I'm sure he's not going to be grumpy level, like in every episode, right? Because I mean, you know, there's a lot of people who live in Storybrooke and could potentially show up in every episode, but they don't. You know, right. like Doctor Whale or something, right? 
Dr. Whale just hides in his like office drinking. Well, he's Dr. E.V. He's Frankenstein. He's supposed to be a little creepy and brooding. And... Anyway, we're backtracking. Um, <laughs> I just said it was neat because we hadn't heard he was signing on to be not – I mean – you know, having his guest spots, we had only known a commitment for two episodes. Mm-hmm. You're Googling it, aren't you? No, no. Okay. I'm doing something else. Go ahead. No. Um, that's really all I had. <laughs> okay, so oh. Mr. Gold, he, he runs this uh, this shop with all these doodads, right? Doodads. Doodads and whatnots. But the shelves are very stuff. full and obviously Storybrooke is pretty self-sufficient since they're not used to strangers going there. Yeah. So he anyone hasn't who, sold much. Yeah, anyone who lives in Storybrooke has been to Mr. Gold's shop and they've seen what he has and they've walked out the door with either an item or without an item and they're not going to go back cuz he's not going to get any more new stock. So I I think I think Mr. Gold really needs to expand his business. Now, something that's really hip these days, I don't know if you've heard about it, it's called cyberspace. Cybermen? No, cyberspace. Oh. Cyberspace. Is that where the cybermen are? And they're, uh, (laughs) possibly. (laughs) And there are these things in, in cyberspace. Well, it's this thing called the World Wide Web. And I know web, you think sticky. But you can surf it, and you can surf to different websites, and Mr. Gold could set up a website or an e-commerce site for his shop. My mind is blown. So people outside of Storybrooke can order items from him without coming in and risking revealing all the magic that exists in Storybrooke. Uh-huh. Only problem. Yeah. You know, Mr. Gold, he's really picky. He is very particular. Yeah, so he's not going to go want to go with some fly-by-night operation to set up his web, his website. Yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, I was I was sitting here thinking about it, and you know, because me and Mr. Gold meet up for coffee every few weeks. I, I drive up to Storybrook. Good and you, Yeah, and you know, I give him business advice. Oh. Which You're I'm his gonna, business advisor? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, y- you know, what we've used for our website and what I've used for my personal company website, great service, GoDaddy.com. Oh, tell me a little more. Uh, well, they provide web hosting. Oh. You can get your domain name. So uh, Mr. Gold can get MrGoldShop.org. Uh, <laughs> probably not .org because he's not a nonprofit. He's all about the profit. Anyway. I mean, he is financing the trip. He is financing the trip, even for the other one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, he, 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 I'm going to point him to GoDaddy. Okay. And luckily, since I'm in so tight with GoDaddy, since we run our websites through there, right. uh, I have some codes for him. <gasps> codes? I like Yeah. Codes. Now, I, I, I wouldn't tell these codes to just anybody. But, you know, we're all friends here, right? So, you know, and they're cool codes, too. They, they're fun. They're fun. So, so yeah, I'll will just tell them to you. Just tell me if you think they're fun. All right, tell me. Okay, there's one that's ten percent off anything on GoDaddy.com site. I love ten percent off. And uh, the promo code that you would put in, you know, or Mr. Gold would put in when he went through checkout, is Blue Thirteen or BLU Thirteen. That's a funny way to spell blue, isn't it? It is. That's probably why Jay Z and Beyonce used it for their baby. Yeah, 
Yeah. You and didn't even know a baby's name. I, you I had no clue they were even married. I barely you. knew who, who Jay-Z and Beyonce are. Barely. Inappropriate. <laughs> but uh, in 13 is my favorite number, so it's funny. Another one that's really hilarious and one that I think that Mr. Gold would probably end up using is uh, for 20% off of <clears throat> any one of three hosting plans that GoDaddy.com has. Uh-huh. And the the promo code for that is HostPod13. I like that. Yeah, HostPod. That, that one's funny. HostPod. HostPod. So uh, anyway, you know, you, when me and uh, Mr. Gold meet up in a couple days, I'm going to present this to him. That's a good idea. Uh, but, y- you know, I, I want to thank GoDaddy for actually sponsoring this episode. Thank you, GoDaddy. Of, uh, greetings from Storybrooke. And like I said, if you want to get some uh, good deals, 10% off. Promo code BLUE13, BLU13 at checkout, or uh, for 20% off hosting, HostPod13 at checkout. Thanks again, GoDaddy. And now, on to the news. News. Yeah, that. Okay, so first off, we have uh, the ratings report for this week. And unfortunately, just like last time we had a ratings report, not great news. But Uh, again... They were against the Grammys. They were against the Grammys. And the, the Grammys, Grammys seem to be very popular this year. Mm-hmm. I feel like social media exploded during the three and a half hour long <laughs> Grammys. See, I didn't see too much about it, really. We follow different crowds in the social media world. This is true. This is you true. You know everything tech. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, ratings. Uh, 7.02 million viewers and a 2.2 share. Now, back... In the first half of the season, uh, that 2.2 was usually like a 3.3, 3.4, somewhere in there. So That was a big drop. Yeah, yeah the lowest ratings for, of the season for Once Upon a Time, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yeah, so they, the last episode they aired, that was the lowest ratings for the season, and this one beat it. Uh. Which is unfortunate because... More so than the ha- first half of the season. I think every episode this half of the season has been great. Much better. Yeah. But they probably lost people on that whole Yeah, just taking thing. the break and stuff. It's just the uneven schedule. It's the break and the break and the break. People the don't break. know where to find the show. Right. So get your act together, ABC. Let's get, let's get on a weekly schedule t- till the end of the season, I hope. Fingers crossed. Right. But, uh, okay. Okay. So... Then we have the trailer for Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll put it up here so we can kind of watch it okay. while uh, we're talking about it. So it looks the, like, uh, the, and spoilers, by the way. Yes, yeah, they know this by now. Yeah, but it looks like Cora's looking for the dagger, and uh, it's confirmed that they're heading to Manhattan. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the episode is called Manhattan, mm-hmm. and when they got on the plane, they said it, said it was going to New York. Come on now. Yeah. And then they say the biggest bombshell is happening. I don't feel like it's a bombshell. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's pretty much expected at this point. But uh, Emma runs into a guy on the street who, if you've been following our show and our coverage of, uh, you know, Spoilers pics from the and set, and yeah. uh, someone who's in the same cast costume we saw uh, Neil Cassidy in. Yeah, uh, from the set pictures from Manhattan. So. Uh, yeah, that looks to be the form of the next episode. There's going to be a Rumple flashback because there were some scenes from that there. And we talked a little bit, bit about that on our spoiler party, yes. too. Listen to the spoiler party for more stuff about Manhattan. Yeah. That was specifically you know, there the wasn't flashbacks. that much news since Friday. It's been three days, mm. uh, four days, something like that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that'll be a good episode to look forward to. If you want to catch the trailer, if you didn't catch it already, 
Um, we're going to have the link uh, to a YouTube clip of it in our show notes. Yes. And, you know, like we said, we did the Friday night spoiler party this week. So we really, you know, we packed all the news we could find into that. And that was like three days ago or four days ago. So we don't have a ton of stuff, but I thought this was kind of fun uh, for all you shippers out there. Uh, after Ellen. I'm not going to lie. I had no idea what a shipper meant. And this totally should mm-hmm. be up my alley. And Shippers. They're made from enchanted wood. Um, Wow. (laughs) The relationshippers. Yes, the relationshippers. People who try and, you you know, they write fanfic or they do novelty Twitter accounts, you know, kind of pairing up different couples, uh, characters who aren't necessarily romantically linked on the show. Right. And this one, it's just a fun article. It's on AfterEllen.com. We'll have the link in the show notes. But these are all pairings that I haven't heard before, just, you know, checking out the Twitters and whatnot and keeping up with the the fan community for once. Uh, There's Sleeping Warrior, which is uh, Sleeping Beauty and Mulan. (laughs) I still want to go back there. (laughs) I want to see how they're... uh... See how West they're progressing? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then there's Red Snow, which obviously well, that's, uh, of course. Red and Snow. Or Snow Wolf. See, I don't th- I don't think they'd really be in a relationship. They they're just besties. They're besties. Yeah. And uh, then we have Red Beauty, which I don't know how Mr. Gold would feel about that. Although uh <clears throat> right now Red has a better relationship with her than yeah. Old. Yeah. So I mean, if it, if, if any of these uh, were likely, I, I would say her. And then there's obviously uh, the last the one. Queens. Yeah, the last one is Emma and Regina, which we all know about. But yeah, they uh, I, I, on AfterEllen.com here, you know, they give a rating to each one of these potential matches, the major obstacle keeping it from happening. Best. As you'll notice, they're all girl on girl. Yeah. Yeah. But, Every one of them. Come on. Somebody <laughs> couldn't have thrown me a hook in here. Hook and charming. Ah. Hook and grumpy. No. <laughs> well, no. Hook and Smee. They're pirates. They're on a, on a ship. Smee for... is now a rat. This is true. This is true. And you know they would never allow interspecies dating on this show. Except never. never. Gus Gus. <gasps> that was our Gus Gus reference. <laughs> Um, but yeah, check it out after Ellen.com. It's all going to be in the show notes, etc. So uh, now we didn't have a lot of listener feedback this week, but we'll go ahead and we had some get... though. We yeah, had we some. did. Do you want to go ahead and read the first one? There? All right. Uh, the first one actually just came in about an hour before we sat down to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from Stacy and I believe it was posted on our website. Greetings from storybook.com. Yeah. And I think she actually had a letter on our Friday night spoiler party too. If it's, if it's if the, same the same Stacy. Yeah. Um, hi guys. Episode 16 is titled The Miller's Daughter. Dun, dun, it's dun. happening. Big <laughs> smiley face. I'm also waiting for Ariel 2. Into the Deep was so misleading. Love the podcast. It keeps me entertained at work. Oh, well, thank you, Stacy. Yes. And uh, the It's Happening she's referring to is the fact that we kind of, we've been theorizing that Cora's backpack story is being the girl from the original Rumpelstiltskin story right. who was dot 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 a, a Miller. Miller's daughter. Right. So it looks so that is let's see sixteen. Where are we actually? What was the real episode number? Uh the real episode number I can find out real quick, Vamp, for a second. Uh this was fourteen. No, this was thirteen. 
This was, this was 13. episode 13, yeah. So three okay. more episodes. In three weeks, we'll be getting the Miller's Daughter. Hopefully so. it'll be three weeks and not a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And uh, we also got a couple tweets from uh, one of our favorite and most... Our good old buddy, Wynn. We yes. haven't heard much from you lately, lady. <laughs> yeah, we're, you, you need to uh, give us a voicemail or a letter. But uh, <laughs> She's yeah, just going to type us like Q Talk or a little <laughs> But uh, Wynn tweeted us, uh, why do they need a squad of dwarves to help Tiny plant one bean sprout, which, you know, we discussed. Right. And uh, some kind of story broke land (laughs) union rule. And the giants couldn't just kick Jack and jerk down the beanstalk hole. Wanted more hospital, more freaked out Rumple. Yes, I agree. Yes. uh, I think maybe that's why I only opted for the eight beans out of 12 this week. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, that's exactly it. It's just you want more going forward. Yeah, but that's how they get you. They just, uh, you know, they take something. But that's also how they're losing people. Yeah. But they take like an intriguing situation like uh, Greg in the hospital and they just. They give you a little drip, a little drab, a little drip, a little drab until you've almost forgotten about it. And then they come in with a whole episode about it. I'm going to need a whole episode in about two weeks. Yeah. Two, two or three weeks, I think, is the most they can stretch before. It's like, come on already. He called someone and told them. Like, that's shouldn't the they, thing. Shouldn't that they have come for him by now? Well, it's really only been like two days, which I don't know how the man with internal bleeding is up and walking around. Magic. <laughs> science magic 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 yeah and i really i really liked uh jack and jerk too that was fun win jerk and jerk <laughs> i could make a bad bad joke here but i'm gonna resist but you know i if 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 you enjoyed listening to our listeners feedback we can listen read your feedback too uh hook us up yeah, why send us a voicemail. Give them the info. I also uh, we do doing? like we do like it when people go to iTunes and rate like, the podcast and leave a review. Uh, we actually got one this week. I'm gonna. Oh, look did it, we? Yeah, I, I'm gonna look it up real quick. If you want to tell them the contact okay, info. Then, sh- Hi, you can email us at greetingsfromstorybrook <laughs> at gmail You can find us on Twitter at gfstorybrook. Um, you can also find me at AMD Simone and you can find Bill at Bill Meeks. We're also on Google Plus and Facebook. And all that um, info's at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. And our, our, our voicemail number. I was getting okay, there. So you, can, you can give the voicemail number. That's fine. Go ahead. You little. I'll give the area. You so little me. 424 274 2352. Come on, give us another voicemail. It's been a while. Yeah, and you can also, that email address, if you would rather record an MP3 on your phone and send it along or something, that's fine, too. Uh, we'll we'll play it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and like I said, if, if you go to uh, iTunes and uh, look us up and leave a review, uh, we'll read it on the show. I'm going to read one from, let's see here. It's Raja10. Uh, and it, it was a five-star review. I like nice. it. Uh, subject line is funny, exclamation point, exclamation point. Thanks. Yay! Uh, I found you guys from the Once Podcast Roundtable. I love you guys and how you play off each other. Thanks so much for the awesome podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, Thank you. 
Raja 10. Yeah, Raja 10. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Speaking we, of the round table, yeah, it, we've it, got another one coming up and I'm mm-hmm. actually going to be on it. Yeah, I don't I don't know if we should discuss the date publicly since Daniel gonna, hasn't said anything. I'm I, just saying I, there's, there's with a the round date. table. Yeah, and I, obviously we have to get other people to confirm cuz they there's going to be eight podcast represented or something we're the minions on that one and i'm totally okay with that yeah definitely we just show up we and just show up and smile show up and gab it's but we're uh, good at obviously that, that, that was a really fun episode and I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing another a uh, roundtable podcast with daniel speaking of and we plugged this on the spoiler party but i'll, I'll go ahead and mention it again if you want to go over to the once podcast homepage, they actually got a chance to talk with uh, dr hopper and dr whale uh, Apparently they're very <coughs> medically inclined mm-hmm. over at one's podcast, but uh, not the characters themselves, but the actors who play them. Same uh, but yeah, two two special episodes they released over the hiatus, and they're very good. I I still haven't listened to Doctor Hopper yet, uh, but I did listen to uh, David Anders, yeah. uh, who plays uh, Doctor Whale Frankenstein, and it, it it was a very fun interview. So you know, check that out over at One's podcast if you haven't already. Uh, so is there anything else? I think that's all I got. Do you, is that all you got? What about you, uh, listeners? Uh, do you what have you anything? Got? Okay. Okay, I, I guess they not. have nothing. <laughs> so that about wraps it up for this episode. Uh, we're going to be back uh, next week uh, to cover the next week's episode, Manhattan, which I'm really hopeful for. I hope it doesn't end up being like a the last episode they named after a city, Tallahassee. <gasps> Tallahassee! The Haterade. Yeah, that would not be good. But we'll see. I, it, lo- it looks very promising. Until next week. Greetings, greetings from, from Storybrooke. Story